0: And I wonder at home whether you're like me and have one of those cupboards that is so full of stuff that when you open it, something like this happens. Well, in a moment, we're going to hear a reading from the Bible that's a bit like that cupboard. It's so full of stuff that it falls out at you, and it's absolutely overflowing with joy. If, if this was my cupboard at home and you were to look in, well, it might look a bit like this. Huh, like room well, it is Easter Sunday, and so it's probably no surprise at all to you that I'm talking about joy. At the start of the service, we heard uh, that account from Matthew's gospel of the very first Easter Sunday when the the two Marys head to the tomb and they hear from the angel that Jesus has risen. He's risen from the dead and they were going to get to see him again. And we're told that the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell Jesus' disciples. But before they've made it round the first corner, uh, Jesus pops up. He's alive, and he says hello to them. And just imagine the Marys, they're about to pop with joy at that moment. And on Easter Sunday, even when we can't all be together celebrating, we're still able, aren't we, to feel something of that joy, something of that Easter joy, hearing that Jesus really has been raised from the dead. But what about tomorrow? What about when you go back to work? What about when the school holiday's over and you're back in the classroom or you're sitting down the first morning of your exams? What what about then? Does Easter really make a difference? Or do you find that actually the Easter joy just seems to evaporate away? And if we were to pull back the door uh, to the cupboard of our lives, we actually find that it looks a lot like this. Well, this year there have been so many things that have happened that have tried to take our joy away, to squash it or to steal it. Maybe you felt that recently. Lots of people have. This has been a year where the word unprecedented has been used again and again, and and rightly so. Over the last year there's been an unprecedented rise in mental health challenges, fuelled by the stresses of lockdown especially amongst young people. Maybe you've experienced that. Or maybe someone you know is experiencing that. Lots of our conversations are about our well-being and how we're doing. So many things that try and squash and squeeze out and steal our joy. But in a moment, when we hear from our passage in the Bible, what we hear was written to a people who were having a rotten time. Not only are they experiencing the kind of stuff that's hard in everyday life, they were also finding it really tough being Christians, following Jesus. Their lives were being made really difficult for living all out for him. And we're going to hear that they, like us, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, can be filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, unending, unsquashable, unstealable joy. So what is it about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead that gives us uh, and leads to that unending, unsquashable, unstealable joy? What is it? Well, let's listen and find out. Well, you can't really miss the joy in that passage, can you? It's, it's everywhere. Verse 3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in, it's in verse 6, in all this you greatly rejoice. Verse 8, filled with an inexpressible, uh, inexpressible and glorious joy. But where does that joy come from? Well, let me read verse 3 again, where it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Unending, unsquashable, unstealable joy that comes from God giving us new life with living hope because Jesus Christ has been risen from the dead. If you were to be here this morning and walk outside and and look at the church from Main Street, you'd see the cross that we've put outside the church building. Because as you can see, Easter means hope. The resurrection of Jesus means living hope. And that's it. Easter means hope. Easter is all about God giving us new life with living hope. If you are a follower of Jesus then you share in his death on the cross. It means you've died to your sin and you share in Jesus' resurrection. You have been raised to new life with living hope. That's what makes Easter Sunday quite so special. It's a celebration that Jesus is alive and if we're joined to him, we too have been raised to life. We have new life. We have new life with living hope right now. Wherever you are, you have or can have new life with living hope through Jesus because he really is alive. It's something none of us deserve. It's it's not anything any of us could do by ourselves. It's entirely a gift that God wants to give us. And if you're a Christian, it's a gift he has already given to you. Living hope because we have a living God and Jesus is alive. We're told that living hope is hope of an inheritance. Let's hear again what what Peter uh, says. Middle of verse 3. In his great mercy, God has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time or earlier this week, Emily uh, returned to the shops with this Easter egg and said to me, I have got your Easter egg. And so at the start of this week, I knew this Easter egg was mine. But it wasn't Easter Sunday yet, so I couldn't do this. Which after six weeks of Lent and no chocolate, It's a wonderful thing to do. There's great joy in that. But a week ago, that was, that was still to come. It was something to look forward to. It was mine, but I didn't yet have it. The problem with my Easter egg, though, is that it won't last. I wonder how long you think this Easter egg will last in my hands. But even if I did make it last, if I look on the box, it tells me that actually the best before date is well, the end of July this year. It doesn't last. But the inheritance that God shares with us, we're told, won't perish, won't spoil, it won't fade. There's no best before dates. There's no mold. There's no rust. You never need anything to be upgraded. You'll have no painful backs. There'll be no anxious minds. There'll be no death because Jesus has defeated death. This inheritance is the world made new it's something that's yet to come in the future when Jesus returns. Because the risen Jesus is the one who makes all things new. He begins with me. He begins with you. And what makes this, this hope of inheritance such a great source of unending, unsquashable, unstealable joy is who we get to share the inheritance with. We get to share it with Jesus himself. What wonder if you heard it when we heard Matthew's account earlier, what what happened with the two Marys when they they saw Jesus and he spoke to them. We're we're told they bowed down and worshipped and they, they clung to his feet. They wanted to hold on to him. Like so many of us probably want to hold on to our loved ones at the moment who we can't hug. Those two Marys had to let go. But one day there will be a day. When we would enjoy perfect life with Jesus. And that's why verse 6 says, In all this you greatly rejoice. Living hope that leads to joy is a hope of inheritance. And living hope is a hope also that hard times now are not pointless. When Peter writes about living hope and joy, He's not sitting there closing his eyes to the realities of this world and our experience of it. Even in our joy to come, because Jesus has been raised from the dead, we hear in verse 6, though for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. You see, Easter joy doesn't mean that tomorrow morning you've got to have a skip in your step. Easter joy doesn't mean that tomorrow morning you're not going to find yourself battling uh, with anxious thoughts. Easter joy doesn't mean that tomorrow morning you might not find yourself weeping over a situation or over somebody that you love. Easter joy doesn't mean that you're not going to be tempted tomorrow morning to hide your faith away. You might feel like you're in a really tough place right now. Do you know what? You can still have unending, unsquashable, unstealable joy. I wonder if you spotted it in, in the reading at the beginning of the service, back in Matthew's Gospel. The first people to hear Jesus had been raised from the dead, well, were told how they felt. And in case you missed it, let's listen to it again. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Did you hear it? Afraid yet filled with joy. Afraid yet filled with joy. You see, our griefs and our trials don't have to squash and end and steal our joy. Joy goes deeper than any circumstances we're in. Easter joy goes deeper than any emotion you might feel. It means you don't have to pretend that hard things aren't hard. But it also means when hard things come your way, they don't have to dominate and take over absolutely everything. Maybe you want to think about this a little bit more. Or you know people around you who would be good for them to think about these things. Well, in May, we're going to be running something called the Wellbeing Course, an opportunity to look at our lives and the different areas of it and how we're doing. And I'd love to invite you to sign up for it, to be part of it, and to invite friends. They don't have to be part of the church family. They don't have to be Christians to come along. And if you'd like to do that, you can head to our website, to thurnbychurch.com forward slash wellbeing. You see, these, these griefs and these trials are never pointless when we belong to Jesus. Actually, we see they deepen our faith and deepen our dependence on God. So we read in verse 7, these, these trials and griefs, they've come so that proven genuine of our faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You see, incredibly, These tough times, these hard times, these griefs, these trials, they lead us to loving Jesus more. So we read in verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This Easter, you can know joy. You can have unending, unsquashable, unstealable joy, no matter what is going on in your life. Joy that doesn't come from just any kind of hope. It comes from living hope. A hope that can hold your life up. A hope that can be yours because Jesus has been raised from the dead.